Welcome everyone to Video Game Fury. It is Friday, September 29th, 2017. I am, as always, your host, Tim Robinson here, the proprietor of this anchor station uh, for all your lovely video game news, walkthroughs, gameplays, and the continuing journey of me learning the trade of game development for all the aspiring game devs here that want to learn what it takes to be a game developer in this space. So I'm here for you guys here on Anchor. You can catch me on VideoGameFury.com, my website, and also the Facebook page that I manage, which is at Facebook.com slash VideoGameFury79. So we're here at the end of the week. Lots of more cool stuff going on this week. Game releases, some cool news and trailers that have come out in the last couple of days since the last time I did the show. So we got a good show today to get you guys rolling into the weekend. So... Hope everyone's having a good time. Let's get the show rolling. I think it's only appropriate to kick things off to talk about one of the big trailers that dropped yesterday with Red Dead Redemption 2 finally making another appearance after hearing about the, the teaser trailer that came out and uh, we, we knew about the delay that was taking it from this month that it was actually supposed to release into spring of next year. We think spring. They say fiscal year 2019, which is right around basically April 1st onward. Uh, but if, if we know Rockstar's track record of releasing games, they tend to either kind of release either in that spring or fall window. But I, I would imagine uh, spring tends to be a good time to really drop a lot of games there. Uh, this is a this is a good chance for them as well, and I think they did that with the first one too around that spring time frame. So it's not a bad call for Rockstar to do that. But I digress. We're talking about the trailer that they dropped, a uh, nice little 90 second trailer that kind of gave us more meat into the story in question. And we did get a lot of, even though it was short, we did get quite a few answers on where exactly this story is going. Uh, the synopsis that Rockstar put out is basically the story of outlaw Arthur Morgan and the Vanderlyn gang go about as they will rob, fight, and steal their way across the vast, rugged heart of America in order to survive. And so I think the first question people asked right away is, is this going to be a prequel or a sequel to Red Dead Redemption? Because they do have... Red Dead Redemption 2 in the name, where if you usually see the number 2, you more, more often than not, you'll, you'll think that it's going to be a sequel, meaning it's set after the events of the first game. This is not always the case there. I think Metal Gear Solid is a good example of that, where uh, they had progression in 1 and 2, and then they took it back to the 60s in Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. So there, there are exceptions to the rule that some of these developers and publishers go through when it comes to naming their games. But it definitely looks like, based on the synopsis and who we're dealing with, that this is going to be a prequel to Red Dead. And I think it makes sense, because the first game more had to deal with John Marston, who was the game's protagonist of the first game. Uh, he was all... His premise was, this is the, like, the end of the Wild West. Like, we're getting close to the 20th century... Uh, the group that he was in had disbanded, but the federal agents had decided to take his wife and son hostage and forced to force Marsden to go hunt down all his former former gang cohorts. And so I think to create a sequel and move it past that time, that time frame where 
the old Wild Wild West was coming to an end probably didn't make sense for the kind of premise and themes that Rockstar was trying to do with this game. So so it definitely looks like it's going to take in the past here. And you, you definitely can confirm that more um, because the, the, if you remember the first game the, game, the game we're talking about here is being led by Dutchman Vanderler, which is, we used to be, he is the ringleader of these outlaws, and John Marston was one of the, one of the members of that gang. So the fact that Dutch is alive, and you see him towards the end of the trailer uh, with your new protagonist, um, I'm already forgetting his name here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Arthur Morgan, that's it. Uh, helps to have your notes in front of you. So yeah, I think that's pretty much confirmed that if Dutch is alive and well and leading this game, that this definitely is a prequel to the first. So it's, it's, a, it's a good call. I mean, people loved kind of the setting of the, the first game. It makes sense to try to keep it that way. And so you get a sense, and you get a sense of some of the scope here. Like they showed you uh, riding horses through like the the forest, through you know the typical towns that are of the West. You get to go into the snowy mountains for a bit. I mean, it looks like you're basically uh, doing a, a heist and escape each time you're uh, either bank robbing something or being chased by cops. And so it looks like the environments are definitely going to be pretty varied in this as well. Uh, but it does look like Arthur Morgan is the guy that's prominent in this trailer. Uh, he does seem like he's kind of a jerk in here. You know, hassling people, asking people to pay them back money. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's, pre it's pretty, pretty cold here, some of the stuff here. One of the sequences, he said, he threatens a young man saying, Maybe when your mother's finished mourning your father, I'll keep her in black on your behalf. Uh... Quite a cold statement there, Mr. Morgan. <laughs> so there's a lot to dissect here that I won't have the time to really discuss in this time frame, but uh, it's definitely cool to see where we're going to go with this premise here. We still don't have an exact date as to when they're going to release this, but we at least got a good sense of the story and environments we'll deal with. So good stuff so far. I can't wait to hear more about it. So some new release today is the new game Cuphead that we've been looking forward to probably for the last... Four years or so, I want to say it got announced in 2013, and this has been on my radar for a while. Um, it's If you don't know what it is, I mean, just look it up. It's basically an homage to the old uh, Disney, I guess, uh, Mickey the Steamboats cartoons of old from, like, the 30s. It's got that, that nice, cartoony, old-school vibe that you can really appreciate. And it's been, it's been delayed for quite a while. I can only imagine with the kind of graphics and art style that they were pushing here that the, a lot of work had to be done through it. So this is definitely someone I'm really excited about, and I can't wait to get my hands on. Uh, it's only on the Xbox One and PC currently. I don't know if they have plans to push that out to PS4 anytime soon, but it wouldn't surprise me, uh, it's like, especially with a game like Inside that uh, eventually made its way to PS4 at one point, and now is also coming to the Switch. I haven't got a chance to fully play it. I did play a little bit of a demo a, a while ago that they had out there. Uh, but the, the, I watched a video clip on IGN recently. They played the first 10 minutes of the game. And, man, that's got, that has got to be visually impressive. And I'd be shocked if not a lot of people go and check that out. Uh, the reviews seem to say that it's definitely as challenging as the developers were saying it was going to be. It's definitely got that kind of like Contra vibe with enemies coming left and right and making you jump and variate your moves in different ways. And I kind of like the premise of the game, too. I mean, it's a, it's a simple story as much as a, a game that looks like a cartoon can be. Uh, it looks like you're 
two cupheads, you make a deal with the devil uh, to do something to help yourself, but in return, you have to actually go fulfill contracts and take out these other enemies to send them back to hell, which is kind of <laughs> ironic to hear from a game that looks like that looks like this Disney-fied effect to kind of go that route. Uh, and I think the end goal is that you'll eventually make your way to hell to turn on your maker or your, or the guy you contracted with. I'm presuming the devil's in there in some form, but I didn't really get to go in-depth into that game. But all everything I'm reading is saying that it's a very challenging game. It looks visually stunning for its art style. And it's just like a throwback to those old shooters, uh, you know, like, like Contra, as I mentioned before. So I'm very interested to check this out. I hope you guys are interested, too. Uh, like I said, I mean, I think, you know, we're in an age where there's a lot of sameness to our games nowadays, and especially in the AAA world, where things are being played safe. And I think when you look at a game like this, that, you know, it probably is not reinventing the wheel too much. I mean, it is a shooter, basically. And, you know, and shooter slash platformer at the same time, uh, with some uh, strategic elements you got to use when it comes to fighting certain bosses. But... It's 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 kind of a game like this that I, I can appreciate the ten, the kind of chances the industry will take on on all this here. I think I think Cuphead will definitely uh, you know be in the running for some uh, some votes, uh, maybe in best art style or something. I don't know if the Game Awards uh, has that particular category, but it's something I think that would this would definitely be high up there if that was the case. So go check out Cuphead. It should be released now on Xbox One and PC uh, if you have. But if you have those devices, definitely want to put this on my radar as well and, and play it through as well. So when I get that chance, I'll definitely let you guys know uh, some of my final thoughts on it. So did you guys know that your Nintendo Switch, if you are a Switch owner, just got more awesome this week? I say that because if you check the eShop this week, particularly uh, starting today, we got a total of 18 new games. And obviously a lot of this stuff is just either smaller indie titles, a lot of the stuff promised in the Nindies, Nintendo Directs that they did a few weeks ago, but it's a pretty impressive showing uh, for a launch uh, a launch console that's only been out for the last six months. Here's some of the key titles that have come out so far. We got FIFA 18, uh, which is like the first time ever that the, the soccer franchise is making a return to a Nintendo console after being away for so long. I think they said that the last one that came onto a Nintendo platform was FIFA 15. So that's exciting news for you soccer fans that normally uh, would get this stuff on PS4 or Xbox. You can now take it on the go. But then we get into some of the significantly cheaper and smaller titles. And this is not to say that they're bad per se. But it's interesting to see the, the list they have. Uh, first you got Picross S, which is a, a console version of the, the, the culted puzzle game. Uh, that Nintendo used to have. That That is impressive and really uh, surprised a lot of people that Nintendo was releasing this. We also got an audio archives from Mario Brothers. Now, this is something they also mentioned in the Direct 2, where they have a bunch of new series of arcade ports coming for the Switch. And this is the first one they're putting on here. The original Mario Brothers, where you literally were a plumber before Nintendo decided to say he's no longer a plumber. And you just go around and, you know, knock, tur knock Goombas and Turtles off from the platforms above and just kick them off the stage into the water below. So this was uh, this was what Mario was before it really kick-started its uh, fandom and popularity with Super Mario Brothers on the NES. So 
So if you don't, if you're if you're that old and you remember the original Mario Brothers arcade, you'll definitely be excited by this particular arcade port, which is going to be a first in a whole bunch of arcade ports that is going to be coming down the road. Also interesting is I've been hearing about this one for a while, uh, Golf Story, which is a a mix of of golf and role playing, uh, which it's got an interesting aesthetic. It's got kind of arts that remind you of like the Game Boy Advance, uh, if you remember that system. And it's got a full-fledged story mode. Like I've, it's very interesting how they're what they're doing with this game here. That I've been hearing a lot of buzz on. The fact that it, it, I think just the idea of combining a golf game into role playing is what's making it stand out. And a lot of people are, are loving it. So, uh, back when it was launched on Steam, so. This is, a, this is really impressive they have. And I got a lot of the stuff here that is, you know, on the list here that uh, is pretty cool to call out. Uh, you know, stuff like uh, Butcher, Binaries, Pankapu, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, Tower of Babel, uh, Brave Dungeon, Dark Witch Story Combat. I mean, a lot of really small, interesting indie titles that uh, if you didn't get a chance to, to play this in other platforms, this is a good one to take on the go. And you know, they're, they're, Nintendo's getting smart about this. They, you know, I mean, they, they they've had a really great launch. Let's be honest. I mean, they launched with Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild to, you know, the game is large enough to was large enough to occupy the bulk of the spring, and then and then you have new, then you have Splatoon two in the summer to keep those uh, Splatoon fans going. Arms was a surprise hit for them that came out in June. Uh, their collaboration with Ubisoft has certainly worked with Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. So they've really spaced things out well enough to keep people going, because obviously the big title that is going to be on its way very soon is Super Mario Odyssey, which is literally just a month away. So they have these 18 titles up there, especially if you're a FIFA fan. That, that I'm sure that sports title will keep people a lot of busy for a while. Uh, but if you're if you're looking to buy time until Mario comes out, I mean you got a pretty good selection of games to go with all the other major releases we've had so far this year since the Switch came out in March. So uh, the Switch train keeps on rolling, folks. They are just having a really impressive launch, and I think it's just only going to continue to be that way as we get to Mario Odyssey and beyond. Alright guys, I've been meaning to plug this site for a while, but it's it's a really great site that I discovered over the last couple months. And I figure I helped them try to get a little bit of uh, assistance here as they've been in between lately that uh, they've been you know, struggling to get the, the funds necessary to keep the lights on and keep the website going. But uh, I love this site because of the, the very reason that I'm, I'm doing a show here. Uh, it's called Sifted.net is the name of the site. It's basically a, uh, a video game content curator, aggregator site built on uh, a social network uh, that gets headed up by uh, Shane Satterfield, who, if you follow the game industry well and, and the gaming press, he's very well-known from circles like G4, GameSpot, recently Game Trailers before that was shut down, and he took it upon himself to take on the Sifted sites to be able to aggregate all the latest news and industry and finance and walkthrough stuff. Of course, all your favorite sites, all your uh, favorite YouTube streamers and channels, and just have it all in one streamlined location. Uh, and you can customize the feed, you, you sign up for an account, and you can specify what your interests are, what do you want to know more uh, compared to others, so that the feed you get every day is the one that is catered to you. And 
I've wanted to say like this for a while. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially now that I'm doing this uh, video game Fury show. You know, I, I I do my due diligence every day to look up what's going on in the industry, but I have to do it through sites like IGN, like Polygon, like Kotaku, Destructoid, you name it. And it gets a little challenging to have to go through that. So it's it's a great idea that uh, Shane Satterfield went through to get this uh, get this going here. And I'm sure it was no easy feat. Creating custom aggregators is is not hard is not easy at all. Uh, and streamline different areas to, to create the fee there. Uh, speaking of someone who's worked in ad tech and knows about certain products that try to streamline stuff like sales and finance and ad operations, uh, it's a little too techy for you guys there, but I'm just trying to make it a point that it's very hard to do something like this. And he took on the task, and I feel like he's been doing a good job now. Unfortunately for, uh, for what's been going on, they were a subscription service for a bit. Uh, recently, they uh, Shay went out there saying that they weren't making enough money to really uh, justify keeping the site going and you know they do more than just the site there they have a lot of custom content that you can have access if you sign up for a premium subscription service he does like a weekly uh, uh, game industry show called Game Face that he does which is really good really in-depth Pactor Factor if you guys uh, follow Michael Pactor he's a, a financial analyst for the video game space he also does his own little Q&A show where he answers your questions about some things he knows about games, especially from the financial side of things. Uh, he's an old face from the Pactor Pack Attack days, back when it was on Game Trailers. So I was once I saw that, uh, I was really excited. And that's actually where I came to learn about the Sifted show. It's got a lot of great custom shows on there, uh, original contents, and you know, like I said, the aggregator really helps uh, to get all your news in one place. I, I support these guys. I donate. I put my pledge in uh, for a certain amount of month. Uh, they recently switched to a Patreon, so you get the support they need. But you know, we're kind of at the at the skin of our teeth here. Uh, I'm kind of looking at beta breath, looking to make sure that he's not going to shut the site down. Obviously, I want him to make sure he's taking care of himself and his family. But you know, the site is such a great idea uh, for those of you guys that like to get all your video game news and reviews and previews all in one uh, aggregated format. So I'd say go check these guys out. Uh, like I said, they're doing a Patreon support right now. Uh, you can pledge just like a dollar, little as dollar a month, but they got other, th- you can pledge a little bit more and you can unlock certain uh, rewards for doing so, certain things you'll have access to on the site or the feeds. So I would suggest to do that. The, the website you can go to is patreon.com slash sifted that's patreon.com slash s-i-f-t-d uh, I just want to spread the word out there For the, the, they're doing great work they need as much support as they can get to keep this going and to keep the custom content going uh, go check them out you, you won't be disappointed I'm certainly not uh, they've been a big help to me uh, for what I'm doing here uh, and just in general just great guys overall who show their love for gaming so go check them out when you get a chance all right, let's wrap up the show this week with another talk about the benefits of gaming. On my show on Wednesday, I kind of kicked things off and explained a little bit about, you know, what are the benefits of gaming and, and kicked things off talking about the uh, hand-eye coordination being a, a great um, means of to play games, to be able to build that up and apply that to other areas of your life. Uh, for me, working in the ad tech space, that's something that definitely needs to come in handy. 
and I want to keep the ball rolling here. Uh, I think, as I mentioned on Wednesday, I mean, it's a good thing to talk about this. Uh, even though we may know this deep down, I think, you know, if you've played games a long time, sometimes you can forget why you got into this in the first place. And I think it's an important thing to rethink for yourself, especially if you're in conversations with a lot of folks that uh, may not understand the gaming world too much. Even though the game industry is much more mainstream, it's making a lot of money, it's still it's still good to have in mind to remind ourselves what is it we love about this hobby so much and why it's beneficial to everybody around. So I talked about the hand and eye coordination. I wanted to bring up another little uh, uh, mental uh, benefits to this as well. And I believe games, another great benefit is their ability to really make you think creatively and strategically when it comes to solving puzzles or getting around a certain plot line or even more like more recent games that involve more point and click navigating a certain conversation where you want to make sure you're saying the right thing and making sure that whoever you're talking to they'll remember it and it'll hopefully benefit you in certain certain areas later in the game it's something you don't take for granted we don't take we take for granted a little bit um, you know, I kind of look at uh, whenever I'm trying to solve a problem in real life, um, you know, especially again, like in the, in the ad tech space I'm in, I, I kind of like that it has those kind of puzzles and games where, you know, because it really forces you to kind of break down what it is you're looking at, what is the general goal, what is the use case for doing it, why are we trying to do it. You know, these are the kind of things you learn, if you're, especially if you're doing product management for software. Uh, you always got to be asking the questions. You know, what is, what is the intended goal behind the feature? What is it going to benefit the customers? Are we actually going to uh, improve customer happiness or improve our profits when if we were to introduce this feature into the software product? You know, it's, it's those kind of breakdowns that you think about that I think games really help you with, too. Because, I mean, all manner of games out there. I mean, there's games that are, are really hard, that really make you think about the strategy and how to beat that. You know, you can think about Dark Souls or Bloodborne right away when it comes to fighting really tough enemies that you got to be more strategic about and not just button mash. Think about strategy games. I mean, I'm a, I'm a long-term... Uh, StarCraft guys still play the original one to this day, uh, especially after they re-released it as is on the uh, on the Blizzard site, and then of course there's the remastered copy too. That that is all about managing resources. It's all about um, layouts of your base and your maps, and you know sending the right units over to disrupt the battlefield against your enemies. I mean, there's so much to those games alone, and I'm sure a lot of people can attest to it for those who have been strategy game players for a long time, especially if you're like a WoW fan or a League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm. So much you have to think about as you're as you're getting that done. Uh, puzzle games too, I mean, you know, Tetris, I mean, the original, you know, that was what the first game I got ever on my original Game Boy. And, you know, you have to, you have to plan it accordingly to make sure that you have enough space on your map to make sure it doesn't go on the top. So many things that you could do creatively. Think about these things. And I think it really helps me out as I'm planning and looking at a problem, whether it's in work, whether it's in life, to really kind of break down what is going on and what I need to navigate to get around it. And I think that's something that I don't think people talk as a benefit a lot in gaming. Uh, that's, you know, these developers are introducing a lot of these very creative elements behind their games that 
really force you to sit down and, th- and sit back and really think out the strategy you have in mind that you, you want to have in mind to be able to achieve your goals in the game. So I would add that to the list of benefits of gaming there. There's so much to that uh, creative and strategically thinking that really challenges your brain, really push, pushes you to the limits to make sure you get the, the job done. And that's, that's my thoughts on that particular benefit. That is going to do it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to me today and this week. Hope you guys are going to enjoy a great weekend. I know I am. I'm really, really hoping to get more in-depth into my Unity studies and, and get some more uh, game dev time in for myself. We'll see how that goes. I've been making that promise for a while, but it's still still interesting stuff to, to have on the docket here, so I'm really looking forward to that. But... In the meantime, guys, uh, I appreciate your feedback on anything on the show this week. It's my, it is my oxygen for doing what I do. As much as I enjoy sifting through the news and, and seeing what's out there to talk about, you guys uh, calling in and leaving your, uh, your, your feedback and your questions and remarks really helps drive this content on Anchor even further and on the podcast feed here on iTunes and Google Play. So please, anything you want to talk about or anything that uh, you want to respond to that I've discussed today or earlier in the week, you can go on to the Anchor Station app, go to my station, leave a call in, and uh, who knows, maybe I'll get it on the show and make you famous. We'll see. <laughs> so you can check me out uh, for all the feed there on anchor.fm slash Fury. And like I said, uh, this, these episodes do go onto the podcast feed for iTunes and Google Play. If you want to take this on the go and listen to me wherever you are, I'm totally cool with that, too. Emails are great, too. Tim at VideoGameFury.com is the address. If you want to give a little more long-form email and talk about some things there that you think would be good to talk about on the show, or just any general feedback in general. And occasionally there will be some updates on Facebook, too. Facebook.com slash VideoGameFury79. For some, uh, if you have any, uh, if you have any questions or uh, feedback you want to share on the social medias of the world too, that is it for me, folks. Thank you for lending your ears here this week. We will be back next week for more video game fury goodness. But until next time, enjoy your games. <laughs>